Yo, what is the upskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX GamerCast. We are on episode 30, and I am excited for this week's episode. It is uh, part two, the first ever second part of a, of, a, of a game I have to talk about because it's so massive that it ha- I couldn't possibly have done it in one episode. But finally, the long-awaited Witcher 3 Part 2. So if you haven't listened to the first part of the episode, you can definitely go back right on ahead and just go ahead and listen to that real quick because the first episode was all about the base game Witcher, just whatever was on the base disc or whatever, and now this half is going to be dedicated to the two expansions, the two DLCs that were released, Blood and Wine and hearts of stone there you go i always kind of forget about the other one but we're going to talk about both of those and clean up a little bit of the base game stuff that i didn't uh touch on maybe when uh in the first episode so now that you're primed up let's uh before we get into the witcher 3 talk Again, let's talk about what I have been up to over the last week. And as always, I encourage y'all to hit me up with an email or send a message any which way you want to, be it YouTube, Twitter, email. Uh, Let me know what you guys are playing or recommend a game to me. That would be awesome. I love a good recommendation, especially when it comes to TV shows and uh, movies and stuff like that, especially because I'm I'm a little behind on that stuff. Uh, Don't uh, usually uh, keep up with movies and stuff uh, as much as I used to anyway. Video games games i mean yeah you can recommend them as much as they as you want it'll more than likely get added to the pile of all the other games i want to check out but i'm always open uh to listen to what y'all are playing or up to and uh yeah that'd be fantastic so let's start off with um let's start off with some tv shows so i have been uh, very much so addicted to the show atlanta talked about it a little bit last week i think last week i watched two episodes i am now midway through like the second season it's a very uh binge worthy show i mean i'm not i'm not huge on binging shows nowadays i mean we we all did it and when the, the netflix craze back in the day but a little less so for me now nowadays but this show very easy to watch they're shorter episodes i see that they are starting to get a bit longer uh, i looked ahead to season three they're up at around the 35 minute mark but seasons one and two you're looking at 25 minutes so really easy watch and uh, yeah, man, I really like this show. Uh, second season really did some, had some really interesting, different style episodes. It's kind of a comedy show, I guess. It has Donald Glover in it. Might know him from uh, Community, where he was amazing. But he's also incredible in this show. He plays a uh, really fun character. I like all the characters in the show. They're they're it's a show filled with characters that's for sure very enjoyable show i highly recommend you go check it out it's uh it's a fun show with some really cool twists and turns some really unique episodes so yeah i'm all in i can't get enough of the show and i have been watching andor i uh i i tried the other night i was i think it was, it was just too late for me i, I put on the the season finale and um yeah sadly i was dozing off now i I think i don't think that's the show's fault i was just tired but yeah i'm going to uh, go ahead and finish that uh much uh really enjoying the last few episodes here no spoilers but um yeah i obviously yeah the last few episodes are really cool and uh yeah looking forward to this finale i just got to be a little bit got to try and watch it a little bit earlier before bedtime you know what i'm saying but so hopefully next week i'll be able to uh i i would recommend it for people now yeah it's an enjoyable show it just wasn't my favorite of the of the disney tv shows with uh, with star wars uh, mando is still my jam but 
they're all really good. They're all really good shows. I'm I'm pleasantly surprised and happy that uh, the Star Wars thing is is going well so far. I just worry that we're going to oversaturate that market because you look at that release date calendar they got a lot of star wars stuff coming out in uh not that long amount of time but so far it's been nice you know you kind of uh watch one show it'll lead you and then they kind of got another show going you're like oh, okay i'll go into this one so like yeah the content streaming really consistently but yeah i worry that they're gonna oversaturate it but for now it's good so i'm enjoying myself and yeah no movies this week and in terms of video games still playing through the wolf among us on my youtube channel gamer gx videos you can go ahead and follow the link down below or you can look it up yourself on youtube and you can watch me play some video games i've been playing a lot of video games uh, right now i'm doing the wolf among us really enjoyable video game and uh, i'll actually be talking about it a little bit later throughout this podcast because there's a weird little situation it'll, it'll, it'll make sense later on but really enjoy this game. Love the story in it. Love the fairy tale tale aspect with that mature fucking spin on it. Mm, so good. Really, really like that. So if you're interested and maybe never checked that game out before, come over to the YouTube channel. Give me give give me a chance. Let me let me try and entertain you as best I can. So five episodes uh, per week go up on YouTube every other day. Two episodes on Saturdays. So uh, help yourself. Lots of content over there. Also been playing obviously a lot of The Witcher. That's mostly what a lot of my game time has been dedicated to so won't talk much about that because we're gonna spend a whole bunch of time talking about that and i have still been playing vampire survivors very addicting game uh i don't think i'm addicted as some other people i've heard people putting in like hundreds and hundreds of hours on this game i don't really see myself doing that i am enjoying it though quite a bit very fun uh something that i could just uh, easily play uh, an hour or so or 40 45 minutes or something before work it's uh, easy i could just toss on a podcast and i don't know this one's a really good one like oddly i can really focus in on the podcast some games i i struggle uh, if i'm trying to listen to a podcast kind of focusing but this one i don't know it's just really easy podcast listening game it's uh yeah, it's a, it's a really fun game. Like I said in the last episode, like it's a game that you it's very easy to get into. You literally hit start and off you go, uh, and you'll get it right away. It's very basic, but lots of fun, uh, visually appealing in terms of how much shit is going on on screen. I mean, it's just a simple 8-bit video game, but my god, it's just in terms of gameplay and fun, way, way up there. Very, very fun to play. And I believe there's some DLC or something I saw. It was like two bucks. I was like, oh, maybe, maybe I'll fuck around with that. But I think I just unlocked the fourth level. Uh, if I, I think my character, I, the one I'm doing really good with is the dude that starts out throwing a knife. So far, I've had lots of success. I had a heartbreaking run with him where I literally made it to, I think it was like 2449. I had like 11 seconds left to, or no, sorry, 2940 something. I had like... 15 seconds or so left to to do the full 30 minutes and then i i just got got man like if you look up just look up someone playing a 30 minute session and just watch the last minute it's fucking carnage man it's truly carnage you just gotta you just gotta survive it's in the name but yes highly recommend this game again it is on game pass so you can download it there for free if you're interested don't know how much it is regularly but if you got an xbox highly recommend you download it that's how i did it okay So that is everything that I've been up to this week. So let's just dive into this massive 
uh, this massive epic adventure that is The Witcher 3. So we're going to start out with the Hearts of Stone DLC and stuff like that. It is uh, So they have two expansions, I would say. One is much, much larger than the other one. This one being a smaller one. But in terms of DLC, it isn't, uh, it's not a small package itself. It, it gave me a solid, like... I don't know, 10 to 12 hours or so to complete this DLC. So that's a pretty good chunk of gameplay. Um, in terms of uh, some of the new stuff that gets introduced in this, you got some new enchantments and shit, rune words and glyph words. Uh, they give us some really interesting bonuses. Like, one, you get this big old health boost or whatever, but it makes all food taste like pierogies. So a really, really weird, <laughs> obscure kind of... Um, side effect everything taste like i like a good pierogi i mean damn but to have everything taste like pierogies i don't know about that uh only thing that's like an ongoing problem throughout this whole dlc is that everything is fucking so expensive holy crap man like i thought i had like at the end of base game witcher 3 i thought i had more money then I knew what to do with and the DLC DLC will solve that problem right away. It'll melt all your funds away in no time. Oh my goodness, everything is so friggin' expensive. And you gotta get this dude like um you gotta get his tools for him and so that he can craft with and oh man, it's it's just really, really expensive. So honestly I didn't fuck around with a whole lot of this stuff. Uh, I just didn't have the funds for it for the most part. Uh, you can also upgrade your armor now and you can add extra sockets, which is pretty tight. So I, I don't know if you can go past the limit of three sockets, but I know now you can add sockets. So that's a really nice addition. Other than that, there's not too many like new mechanics or anything like that. But of course you got a new story and uh, I liked the story. I thought it was pretty decent. Uh, some really interesting new characters in there as well. So you're getting all this new stuff. The only problem is it's uh, it's all taking place in the same area that you played The Witcher. Now, The Witcher base game is a massive game and all that stuff. That's fantastic. But uh, no new area in this DLC in particular. They saved that for the second one. But uh, So that was a little bit of a disappointment. I was hoping for a new area to, to fuck around with. But uh, like I said, there are a lot of really good characters. There, There's a dwarf character that you got in there. Uh, Casimir, oh my god, I fucking love that guy. He was he was good, and he's part of this one quest that you're doing that, oh my god, I knew it was going to be good. I mean, anything that has to do with a heist, heist quest missions, they're always awesome, right? I mean, they're always so much fun. And uh, I love, oh my god, you, you got to wear this, like, they give you a mask to wear, and I, all I can think about it, you, I just looked like the Burger King. Like, <laughs> you put on this little mask and it has a little crown on top. Kind of reminds me of the old days where Burger King was, like, edible, I guess. At least when I was a child, it was. And you put the little Burger King crown on. I don't know, man. I was getting a lot of Burger King vibes from that shit. And there's, like, 80s level of cheesy one-liners from Geralt in it. I mean, oh my god, man. I really enjoyed the heist quest. That was some good shit right there. Uh, other, You got this Olgierd Von Everett guy. He was quite a cool character. Uh, and uh, like I'm not gonna get into any spoilers, but I really enjoyed him as a character. And Odim, the, the Odim, oh damn, Odim, the master of mirrors, man. He was uh, he was a cool. Uh, he's basically kind of your antagonist kind of dude. Uh, unique character. I mean, master of mirrors. That's got a you know he's kind of mysterious. And um, yeah, we'll talk about him in a little bit more in a little bit. But yeah, so no new area, but you do got a lot of new stuff and kind of a new. 
uh, quests and shit to go on. Uh, uh, There's an auction you get to do. Oh, man, I rolled in there. I thought, like like I said, I, I think that was, like, the first quest that I did. And I started, like, I ended base game Witcher with a shitload of money. So I walked in there. I thought I was going to have to drop some cash because every all those upgrades and everything were so damn expensive. So I rolled in with, like, all my money, and I rolled in with way too much money. So I just outbid everybody. I bought all the products. I don't even remember what the hell I bought. I just knew I was buying all of them, and I did. And it made me feel really good about myself while I was big money bags there is oh my god I think the my favorite thing that you do in uh in the new quest line is you got to take this dude uh Vladimir to a wedding I'm not going to go into the details but going to a wedding with this dude is a ton of fun it is one of the funnier quests probably the funniest quest that I did throughout might have been one I don't know man there's a lot of good fucking quests in the Witcher that's really hard to pick I mean you could could probably do a whole podcast on just like the top 10 quests but then that would require a whole lot of research and shit and I'd have to go no I'm just I wouldn't do that but there's a shitload of good quests and this one was probably my favorite one going to the wedding with him just having a really good time at a wedding man your typical wedding festivities and Vladimir was such a Oh man, he's a he's a character. He's a very funny character. I really enjoyed him. Now you do get some boss fights, and the one boss fight I really just uh, didn't like all that much was uh, in a quest called the Greatest Fear. It's uh, it's basically a gang style boss fight, or at least the way that I fucked it up, I accidentally activated like everything basically and then a whole bunch of things basically just whoop my ass but uh yeah it wasn't the best boss fight it wasn't terrible but it just kind of reminded me of like dark souls or something where you're just absolutely getting pummeled and i was like damn bro uh overall man i wasn't like like i said i wasn't all that interested in um any of the new upgrades they they were fine they just didn't at that time it didn't add all that much more benefit now i talked a bit about this in the the first part of the witcher is I would imagine a lot of these kind of upgrading mechanics and oils and potions, especially all that stuff, would play a much bigger role if I was playing it on a higher difficulty and stuff. Uh, I just played it on normal difficulty, but I can imagine that you can fuck around and have a lot more use and strategy with all these kind of mechanics if you're playing on the higher difficulties. I don't plan on it. I mean, I I really don't have much intention of, of needing to go through the game again on a harder difficulty. Um just not really my thing Uh, i just kind of want to leave it uh how i had it i just played it i really enjoyed it but uh yeah that was something i didn't like about this dlc in particular and the big thing was that there was no new area and yeah not a whole bunch it was just kind of more stuff i I, like i like the characters and everything and i thought the overall main quest line was pretty decent i thought the story was pretty interesting without spoiling it and uh yeah odin was really good I, i liked him quite a bit he was uh probably the star of that dlc but yeah other than that man it it, the blood and wine dlc it was in like i said i'm grading it as a dlc it's a good dlc for sure Uh, there's a good amount of time that you can put into it you could probably put more into it than i did i just did the base stuff don't believe there's a whole lot of side side quests i don't even know if there were necessarily side quests but uh there were some really good ones in there in terms of recommending this DLC, I, I don't know if they even released The Witcher in like base game form anymore. I don't know if you can. It's pretty much 
I don't know if you can. It's mostly the complete edition, but it's a it's a lovely addition for a DLC. It's it really sets you up nicely for Blood and Wine. If all the only thing I'll say is definitely play uh, Hearts of Stone before you play Blood and Wine because Blood and Wine is on a whole nother level in terms of DLC. And trust me, we'll talk about it in a moment. But before we go into that, I want to touch uh, base back with some of the base gate or um. Uh, main game stuff or uh, yeah i guess base game stuff that i wanted to touch back on so there was one quest that i had to do uh that i really didn't like and i didn't find a whole lot of quests throughout this whole entire game that is filled with a lot of quests so many quests so i felt like it was almost interesting to find one that i actually didn't like and uh the path of the warriors was just not a good time so you're like climbing up this mountain which was which was fine. I mean, the climbing mechanics are what they are. They're not great. But on top of that, you got these fucking harpies that are flying around all over the place. And, oh, my God, dude. It's one of the most... So, A, you're fighting on these really small platforms on a mountain that you can fall off of. And whenever you try to get into combat, you can't, like... Like, I struggle to get out of the combat. Like, once you're in combat, it's hard to get out of it to try and, I don't know, regain ground. Like, the big problem with this one is that... Like, I, w- I got stuck, and I needed to jump over something to get back on the path, but I wasn't able to jump because I'm trapped in combat with these stupid harpies that won't come over over to where I've fallen down. So it was just a shit show. I did not enjoy myself on that one. Uh, not a good time. Not, not displaying uh, the best gameplay uh, features of The Witcher. I mean, climbing, fighting flying enemies, not its strong suit, and then combining them into a quest was just not a good time. And then to top it off, I got trapped in a ca- in the castle that you get up to, and I had no escape, and I had to reload the quest. So that was that was just the cherry on top to go fuck myself with. And then the final thing, I I didn't get to finish this because my deck in uh, Gwent was not powerful enough, but now it was powerful enough. So I went around fucking collecting all the cards, finished up like went to every bar and pub that I can find, bought any cards that were available, fought all the dudes not every single npc or anything but fought the quest people anyway with the gwent and collected all their powerful cards and then i entered the gwent tournament and oh buddy what a good time the the gwent tournament was um had a couple twists i did this and i did like it's kind of i don't i don't recall if they lead down the same path but i did it both ways like i did it uh, well, first, I just couldn't win, so I ended up getting eliminated in the tournament in the first round, which is fantastic. So I choked, and then you kind of get taken down this uh, kind of side quest, and uh, it was really awesome, man. The fucking twist it takes, and um, yeah, dude, it was a really fucking good time. And um, yeah, so when I came back to it finally with my with my proper deck, I fucking slaughtered everybody. I used, I think it was the Novigrad deck. And, uh, yeah, man, like, it's, it wasn't too hard, like, I, you just needed to get some of the, some of the better cards, but, yeah, it was a ton of fun, I got through the, the tournament pretty, fairly easily, I mean, the, yeah, it was a good time, I had a good time with the Gwent tournament, Gwent is fucking awesome, I, I really enjoy Gwent, I've literally saved, uh, there's a Gwent tournament that you get to join in the Blood and Wine DLC, and I'm saving all that Gwent for, 
basically whenever I want to, like if it's like whenever I'm cra craving Gwent, there is a lot of Gwent added into the Blood and Wine DLC. So I guess now that I'm talking about it, there's not much more I wanted to talk about on the base game anyway. Just wanted to say that I, I won the fucking tournament, got my money, I got my trophy and shit. And uh, again, even when you get to the final of the tournament, there's a fun little twist that happens. So it was a good fucking... And just another of many really, really good quests in The Witcher 3. All right, baby. Let's get to the fucking... Mm, let's get into this special situation right here. Let's talk about Blood and Wine. Now, this, I think, may be the greatest DLC ever created. It's massive. It's arguably better than the base game Witcher. I think... I mean, you get to go to this beautiful absolutely fucking stunning new area it's called tucson it's a mix of like fucking paris france like old school european shit man like old old school european architecture or is that the word architecture uh just mm, so good so beautiful i mean oh my god like i got a little tease of it by accident when i was playing the base game i accidentally went to tucson and i was like whoa like why wow this place pops it's so bright and colorful and the vistas dude like oh my god the vistas are oh so so gorgeous i mean you got these unbelievable like massive beautiful fairy tale castles like they're unbelievable they look so cool in the background and you can actually go to these castles it's fucking insane and my god it it, it is really um quite a treat on the eyes i mean base game witcher is gorgeous don't get me wrong but it's it's a it's supposed to be like kind of a grim nasty area and it displays that but it also has its beauty in there don't get me wrong but tucson is oh my god like from fucking edge to edge gorgeous it is like i said just this beautiful european countryside with vineyards it's a wine fucking sanctuary like everyone's just making wine and oh man hence the blood and wine title so you got the wine hence the vineyards and all that what's the blood you may ask well that's vampires so as always we're not going to spoil anything but it's uh pretty early on it's on the picture of the thing there's vampires in this so you're dealing with vampires and uh what a fucking story oh my goodness man like i'm str like Oh, I vaguely remember when these DLCs dropped out, and I, I do remember people talking about these DLCs. Like, people were going nuts about Hearts of Stone, but then when this one dropped, they were like, good lord have mercy. That's like, this this deals, like this is how DLC needs to be done. Like, arguably make your DLC better than the game, not just an addition to the game. Make it better than the game and that's what i think they did with this dlc it is li i could not fucking believe how good this was and damn dude so let's okay but i i gotta i gotta i gotta go a little bit more about how beautiful this is like you don't even understand dude like not only is just like the area of tucson unbelievably gorgeous like oh you go to this other area later on in the game i'm not gonna spoil it but it takes Tucson and just takes a shit all over it. And it just amps it up to... It cranks it to 11, man. Like, it's one higher than 10. It goes to 11. But, wow. I stunned. And it, it, I'm not a big graphics guy, but I will always appreciate 
uh, some good graphics, and oh my god, I want to slap myself in the face back in 2015 or 16 when I first played The Witcher on PS4, and I said, like, yeah, it's a fine-looking game, but it's not the best-looking game I've ever seen. Like, now, no, slap myself for saying that. That's ridiculous. This is one of the best-looking games I've ever played, especially when you're putting it on the scale of how massive this game is. It's a massive open world, and... Yeah, it has its graphical issues at times. It has the pop-ins. It has this really weird, like, tearing, pop-in, kind of flickering situation, especially in the menu. I don't think I mentioned this in the first episode, but all throughout the game, like, especially when you go to the equipment menu, uh, I found that the top bar would always be flickering, like, 50-50% of the time it would be just glitching out. It didn't cause, like any issues like i can still see what i was doing but it's flickering up there in the corner it's it's grabbing my attention so that happens throughout the whole entire game and as far as i know i didn't i didn't have any patches i downloaded all the patches that were available throughout that never got fixed and uh yeah you do get your your pop-ins and stuff like that i mean like i said in the last one it comes with the territory with games this massive you're gonna have problems with the graphics at times yeah maybe your horse might accidentally disappear or someone's body might disappear and they're just a floating head it happens but all in all like they're they're not ruining my gameplay it might make it might take me out of the moment for a second but for the most part it's kind of goes with the charm of these open world games i mean look at grand theft auto with that uh, Grand Theft Auto 4 with that playground you can go into and it would just launch you and like that was just a fun glitch that like why why fix it it's just a lot of fun adds a lot of fun to the game and I mean yeah I would imagine the Witcher developers and stuff would want that stuff cleaned up but it's funny you know to watch Roach kind of do like a weird moonwalk fucking gallop when it glitches through like rocks and stuff sometimes he does this really weird posture and yeah it's really strange but it's kind of funny so it's charming in a way that i'm not going to take major points off of the witcher overall because of this stuff because i know it comes with the territory and it really wasn't that bad yes i had a handful of glitches but i must admit i had i don't think i had any crashes or anything like that throughout my playthrough of the dlcs and uh, that could have been something that was fixed with the patches i didn't look at the patch notes and stuff like that but i have to admit uh from part one to part two that has improved with my my time over that so i would say i finished the witcher 3 base game with just just under 80 hours and now i'm at about 112 hours so yes it is a meaty game that is for sure but that's included with two big old dlcs and a a massive base game i mean pretty good and there's there's more meat on that bone i would say like for sure there's a lot more i can do with the game but i i don't tend to squeeze uh the orange completely dry when it comes to video games i have a weird thing with like kind of leaving a thing or two maybe to do just in case i want to come back to it and it's like oh there's something to do or i don't know it's really really fucking stupid i'll i'll admit this one this is kind of a gaming shame i uh i technically have never have not beaten breath of the wild yet because i i i've gotten through i don't know how many parts of the ganon fight but i got through like part one maybe two of three and then i just kind of stopped and i was like i can't beat this game i don't want it to be over officially so i just stopped so i haven't actually officially beaten ganon or breath of the wild but i put in my 150 hours or whatever i adore that game so much that i won't finish it that's uh, it's pretty fucking weird now that i say that out loud but yeah anyway it is a meaty game and uh yeah i would say that 
the, the, the hard crashes and stuff have improved since the last time I talked about this game. It, uh, it's big. This DLC is big. Uh, I would say, like, in and around, depending on how, like, how much of the side stuff you're doing. I mean, Gwent, the, the amount of Gwent stuff alone sh- could add tons and tons and tons of hours all by itself but i would say what i'm what i am willing to put into it would be about 30 to 40 hours on blood and wine alone so in total you're looking at another 50 plus hours in total with the dlc so it's well worth it it's very good i would say the best dlc i've ever played especially blood and wine oh my god uh, so let's let's talk about some of the new stuff that gets added into Blood and Wine. There's uh, quite a bit of new shit. So first off, you get new mutagen, uh, new mutagen. That's a hard word to say. New mutagen skill tree. So this is um, you're using your skill points. And in combination with greater mutagens, uh, which you're acquiring all throughout the game from killing monsters. So by the time you get to the DLC, you're more than likely going to have a shitload of this stuff like I did. I just never really used it all that much, so I had a ton of this stuff. And uh, you use this stuff uh, to acquire some really, really powerful new abilities. And uh, the more of these new mutagen abilities that you unlock, you'll uh, also unlock additional slots for your regular abilities. So you can add in another fucking thing, right? So uh, that adds in a lot, and they're very, very powerful, but they're also, they also acquire a lot of skill points. So, uh, to, so you got your base kind of level upgrades, but once you start going to the higher upgrades, they need like four or five skill points or something. So you need to level up four or five times and get the greater mutagens and get this then you can unlock these abilities but they're i would say i would say they're worthwhile at least the one i was using i went down the magic route and uh it really powered up my my telekinetic uh blast which oh my god man not only did it make it super powerful but it would freeze people a really good percentage of the time and then then the enemies are really slow and yeah that was a big help so i was using the shit out of that throughout I would say the whole DLC, I really didn't move off of that one because it was it was very, very good. And on top of that, I'm getting to use more, uh, put up uh, more abilities. So I think at the base game, you get to use like eight abilities and you get four more new slots. So you get four more abilities added, but it'll take you a while. You got to level up a lot to unlock these mutagens. So there is that. And again, this DLC kind of suffers or it does, doesn't kind of suffer. It definitely does suffer from everything, all the new major upgrades and stuff like that being very, very, very expensive. And the most expensive one would be the Master Witcher gear. Oh my god, man. So, um, I talked about it a little bit in the last episode, but now, uh, it's mostly for this DLC. You don't, you don't get access to a Grand Master, uh, what do you call them? Armor, Blacksmith, or whatever, until you get to Toussaint. That's where he is. So, once you get there, you can finally upgrade your witcher gear to grandmaster level but before you do that you got to upgrade them to enhanced and then mastercrafted and then you can get them holy fuck does it ever cost a lot of money oh my goodness it burned through so much of my cash just trying to get these stupid things up to grandmaster and the worst thing that i did i picked the wrong fucking 
set of armor to, to go to Grandmaster with because one of the sweet new additions to the DLC is now you can dye your Witcher gear different colors. Except the forgotten wolven gear that I upgraded to master master or grandmaster or whatever. So I got all these dies and I, I can use them, but it's all for armor that is way too weak for me to be using at this point in the game. And uh, yeah, so I got this grandmaster upgraded fucking forgotten wolven armor, which is pretty cool looking. I believe it's from the Netflix TV show. That's what it's supposed to be based off of whatever it's fine i just wish i could turn it pink or i could turn it yellow or i could turn it turquoise and you can dye each individual piece so you can sit there and go oh i want gold chest with red pants and fucking turquoise gloves for some reason you could do that but i didn't bother doing it because there was no point i mean i did i did dye my yurserin armor to like turquoise which was pretty fucking badass and uh, so yeah you could do that it's it's cool like I really like the Witcher gear and all that stuff, but it is just, it was too expensive. Like, oh my, I could only really dedicate myself to one or if, if, or, or I won't be, I wouldn't have been able to do really anything else. I would be spending all of my funds upgrading my Witcher gear, which I didn't want to do. I wanted to do one so I can get the trophy or whatever. And it did, but yeah, so be weary of that. If you're going to choose an armor, try not to choose the forgotten woven armor. If you want to utilize the new dyes and dyes are exactly what I said they are. You, get, you can find a whole bunch of these dyes uh, around Tucson. You can find them just looting. You can you can buy some of them. You can get the 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 what do you call them the schematics or whatever. You can create your own. As far I wish you could mix the colors. That would have been really cool. But they give you a lot of colors, a lot of colors to use. I just never really got to use them, which sucks. But I really enjoyed that that was there. So that was a cool new feature. Uh, one of my favorite ones is you get this, uh, you get your own vineyard. You get, you get this mat, like, oh my God, can you imagine that? Like, oh, here, just have this vineyard. Like, I guess back in the day, you know, in the 1400s or wherever the fuck this game takes place, maybe there were a little bit of a nuisance to have your own vineyard. Nowadays, those are some of the, you know, they're very, very wealthy people own vineyards nowadays. And yeah, they're a lot of work, but still. Anyway, you're given this really worn down, beat up vineyard and you get the opportunity to upgrade it which yes you guessed it right is very expensive <laughs> so you could upgrade the inside in the outside of your vineyard so the inside simple stuff you know upgrade your bed upgrading your bed will give you some pretty sweet benefits i must i must admit so i would i would recommend you put the cash down to upgrade that bed because whenever you sleep in it i i whenever i start playing the witcher i'd go home sleep in my bed get those benefits uh such as you get more vitality more health your horse is faster faster regeneration shit like that just good bonuses and it'll last for a, a legitimate hour like a full hour not in-game hour but uh, our hour so it's really helpful just go there pop in take a take a quick snooze and you get all these benefits so that was cool you could decorate the house slightly so you can buy some paintings put up some paintings and and designated areas can't put shit wherever you want which kind of sucks but it is that you could put some trophies up that you earn throughout the game uh there's like a fist fighting tournament trophy that you win you can put that up really cool uh you got weapon and armor stands so you can put up your swords you put up all my witcher swords that was fun you get your, you can put up your witcher gear so you can set the whole armor set put it up there looks pretty fucking cool so yeah i love shit like that man i love a little home base in these kind of games 
you can collect all your shit and put them up for display. I love that in Skyrim, buying the house and just fucking putting all my all my treasures in there. So you get to do that in this game. Really awesome, really charming. And uh, you get your own little like butler dude. He's really nice. You talk to him. He'll he'll get all your shit done. He's like, oh, you want this upgrade done? It'll be done in two days. Come back in two days. It's yours. And then you get outside upgrades. Uh, a little more simple. Uh, you can uh, hook up Roach with a nice new stable. Give give her some nice benefits on on stamina so she can run longer. You can put out your own grindstone and armor thing so you get all those benefits. So yeah, it's a great home base situation. Really simple, very expensive. And um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I loved having uh, a dedicated home base, which you don't really have in the base game Witcher or anything. Like you have places, like you kind you like you have places where you could stash yourself, but it's not really yours. Like you're staying at someone's castle and like in their in a room in their castle. But this is yours, man. This is your vineyard. This is your house on the vineyard. It's dope. And there's like you know, people are working on your vineyard. You get wine. You get you get the cellar downstairs. You can collect wine and sell it. I'd imagine I never really did that. Uh, maybe that would have helped me get more funds if I was selling off. Fuck. Anyway, uh, you could do that later. You'll get the, you unlock like an alchemy table and shit down in the basement. So yeah, it's an excellent home base where you can get everything done. Shy of I wish I can get like a a blacksmith on my property like yo can you just set up a blacksmith shop here that would have been that would have been perfect but really enjoyed corvo bianco the vineyard that you get that was awesome fucking loved it i got it fully upgraded so i started i just kind of quit on the on the witcher gear stuff because it was just taking all my money i'm like yeah i gotta upgrade this place man like all my funds so yeah i had to spread around the funds and yeah so there was that really cool uh yeah we talked about all that and uh, on well, we'll talk. So you, obviously, you're good. You got a lot of new shit to do. Lots of new side quests. So many new side quests. Oh my! I was blown away when I got there. Like, you open up the map. A, the map is huge. It's as big as as Skillige or all the other maps. It's just as big. It may be bigger. And um, yeah, it's filled with all new signposts. So you go to all these little towns inside, and they got their signposts. So you're picking up new Witcher contracts. You're picking up random quests from people funny quests like oh man there's a ton here a ton and um some there was one that caught my eye really early it was called wine wars i mean that sounds awesome right i was like oh shit are we gonna start rivaling with like uh other vineyards around because there's a ton of other vineyards not just you and no it ended up just being like a ton of running around busy work killing these really annoying enemies that i really did not like these massive like plant dudes that would shoot fucking little buds out and then they would oh man they were annoying so you're going around killing a whole fuckload of those guys yeah that was um that was a little bit disappointing to see because uh up until this point man the witcher did not uh have a whole lot of that kind of side questing where it's just kind of busy work just go out here and go way over there go way way over there and kill that and bring that over here Witcher does not suffer from that a lot, and I'm not going to lie, there's a couple of those in the Blood and Wine DLC where they kind of fluff up the hours. I didn't really take part in them, so there's a cut, like, I did this one, I fucking buckled down and did this one, and it ended up being a complete dud, uh, in my opinion. I just, uh, the payoff wasn't good enough for all the shit that I did, and it was just a lot of busy work. Did not like it that much, and uh, there's another one where the guy's just like, oh, it's I don't know they're basically turning like all the question mark stuff into a quest in itself that you're basically just going around to the question marks 
finishing those up, be it a, a nest, a monster nest that you're clearing out, clearing out some bandits or whatever, you get to go back and collect a little bit of cash or something like that. Really wasn't interested in that, just a lot of busy work. So there is that in there. I'm, I will say that there is a little bit of that busy work added in the DLC, but all in all, I would say said and done, I would say 85% of the total quests in this game are fantastic. Like really fun. Always got something really cool going on, be it a fun character, cool new enemy to fight, really good loot. And uh, yeah, so I would say that is a very, I may even be off. It could be higher than that. I can't recall how many quests there are in total that I did, but a fuckload. I could say that for sure. There's a, there was this one called Paper Chase that, um, fuck dude, this one was just a treat. It was literally just... Um, just like a, a real life situation, man. You're, he goes to a bank and he has to go through the paper chase. It is what it is. He's like, oh, no, you need this file. So you go over there and the, it's all taking place in the bank. You're not like running across the fucking lands or anything. You're all in this bank and you're like, oh, I need this form. He's like, hey, but he said I needed that form. He's like, oh, no, actually you need that form. And it was literally just uh, kind of a social commentary on how you know monotonous life can be sometimes. But it had a really, really nice, simple message to it that you know maybe uh just treating people nicely and just small acts of kindness can go a long way so yeah even though it was like a i wouldn't say really a monotonous quest but you're literally just going from till to till and asking for paperwork but the way they did it was fucking hilarious had a great message attached to it that really just made me smile and it was great i mean yeah for what it was excellent quest a lot of fun uh, oh, jeez, I don't... There's so much to talk about with this game, man. Uh, some of the characters that... Oh, man, I don't even know where to go. Okay, let's go back. Let's go back to some of the stuff that they added. Uh, the new Gwent tournament. I didn't take part in the tournament just yet. Uh, mostly because they... they I, sh I wish I... I was saving it until the end, and then I did it, and they're like, oh, well, here's this quest, and you better go collect all the cards for it because that this deck sucks. So if I knew that, I would have been partaking in that all throughout the the dlc so i would recommend you go ahead and get that deck right away so you can go around collecting all the cards while you're while you're questing it would have been a lot more efficient but like i said now i have it all safe for the end so i got a lot of gwenting to do so there's a ton of gwent stuff added a whole new deck is added for you to play with with all new cards to go out and collect so if you like gwent you're gonna get a lot more gwent out of this it's really cool uh i just I just was I I wanted to get this so I wasn't going to go out and do all the all the gwenting. So, I love Gwent. I think it's fantastic. Might be the best card game I've ever played within a video game. I mean, it's really really fun. It's so much fun. Oh god, yeah. And the amount of strategies you can do, you can get so deep with the game, but it is simple at its core, really easy to get into, but uh kind of hard to master, I guess. I don't know. We'll have to see how the second tournament goes if it's if it's a lot harder, but I haven't got into it yet. And, and they upgraded, um, the, the fist fighting tournament. So you got the, the fists of fury in the base game. This one was better. It's still your basic fighting, but it's way shorter. There's only like three or four fights in total. You got to do, they were, it was funnier. The characters were great. It was just a better overall tournament. So they even improved on that. It still wasn't like oh, amazing or memorable or anything in comparison to some of the other quests, but this fist fighting tournament would still be better than a lot of, I don't know, Assassin's Creed. Man, I must hate Assassin's Creed. I take a lot of jabs at Assassin's Creed. I used to love Assassin's Creed up until, like, Black, Black Flag was really good. 
3 was terrible. I hated 3, but I think people like 3. Anyway, we're not talking about Assassin's Creed, but damn, their quests suck. Anyway, uh, that was really cool. So even that was upgraded. I got a, I got a good chuckle out of the fist fighting tournament. It was cool. You also got this like um, uh, big tournament thing that's going on. I'm not going to lie. I was a little bit underwhelmed by that. I mean, the visuals and the place where the tournament is taking place is really cool and everything, but the tournament itself wasn't that fun. It's just kind of a combination of a race, a target thing, and then a bit of a... The brawl was kind of fun. You get this, like, big brawl in a coliseum. That was kind of cool. Uh, but overall, it was just... It was fine, you know? Uh, the spectacle of it. I mean, the the amount of people that are at the event. It really feels big. Like, I wouldn't... I don't know if I would say, like, Roman levels of, like, in the coliseum. But it felt big. It felt really kind of awesome. Okay, maybe it was kind of awesome. Doing it, though, was not as awesome. But the situation was pretty fucking awesome the tournament oh yeah i'm gonna have to go back and do a little bit more of that tournament because i really did not perform well in that tournament at all i don't know what was going on like you go and practice my practice went well and then when i went to the tournament i missed like every fucking target yes i was a little bit high but it wasn't that high like jesus i should have been i felt like i was hitting a lot of those targets but i wasn't so there you go there's that you get this big fucking tournament it's a lot of hoopla it's a lot of shit going on um, they also add upgrades. Oh, wait, I, never mind. That was already mentioned. That was just something else about the Corvo Bihonko. Uh, this game is also filled with a ton of new enemies. I mean, what this game has everything. Lots of new enemies and lots of new characters to meet. And um, I won't go into the story very, very much. But all I will say is that it has something to do with vampires. It's a really really fun ride i mean especially late game quests oh my god the late game quest bro you go to this new area there's an oh oh my god it might seriously man you can go check me go check out my twitter page i i posted a picture up on there and that one screenshot just says it all all i said was wow and um i was i just got there the other night and i was fucking blown away one of the one of the most amazing beautiful well-written funny uh, everything it was everything this area this quest in the game late game you go to this different area man it was mind-blowing it was mind-blowing i couldn't fucking believe what they did with it it was so freaking cool and the only little hint that i can give you is that i have to mention this because i am playing the wolf among us and when i got to this area i'm like you got to be fucking kidding me i mean the vibes were uncanny i was like i can't believe that i'm playing two different games but they also have like kind of two similar situations going on so if you played it you might know what i'm talking about but oh my god dude i spent like 15 minutes just looking around at this place i couldn't fucking believe this magical beautiful area like literally out of the mind of someone on lsd or something it was amazing oh oh i can't i just i would love to spoil it for you but i cannot do it it is it is something you seriously have to do yourself if you like any sort of adventure game man i shit you not i'm not just saying this may have been the coolest best thing i have ever experienced in a in a big open world like that i mean oh my god it was so fucking cool it was so up my alley it was so clever <gasps> oh man that was fucking cool i could i wish the whole game took place in an area like that like the fact that this area made the area of tucson look like shit and tucson is arguably the most beautiful open world area i've ever been in and this area is even better so 
my god, man, it is unfucking believable. Chef's kiss on that. Literally the coup de gras of of areas I've ever been in in terms of beauty and imagination and just oh, so fucking good, man. So freaking good. Um some of the characters were um like I loved this this Duchess Anna Henrietta, you meet her pretty early on in the game. She's like the queen of this area. She's fucking awesome. I love how the female characters are written in The Witcher. All of them are awesome. So badass. They're feisty. They they talk shit back. They they don't just, you know, they they're awesome. I love the the women in this game and they're all excellent. Uh Anna, what's her name? Yeah, Annie Anna Henrietta damn dude she was awesome you know beautiful strong leader ah great character the only thing i didn't like about her was her decision making in the end not a good idea i I don't know what the fuck i mean yeah it's all part of the storytelling but like not something i would have done because could have told you that was gonna happen a million miles away but you don't did it anyway so didn't like that decision but her as a character all throughout loved her she reminds me of like Zelda, honestly, just like Zelda from Zelda, Legend of Zelda. She's just like, uh, she's a princess, but she can kick your ass. You know what I mean? She doesn't take shit. Uh, you meet an old friend, uh, Regis the Vampire. He's a vampire. Vampire, trust me, vampires in The Witcher, man. They ain't your Twilight fucking vampires, man. These vampires are so cool. So cool. Oh, man. I love these vampires, but, um, he's not, you know, oh, welcome, my, welcome to the evening or whatever. He's not, he's not like that. He's a cool guy. He's a cool guy. I do, I, I'm guessing, don't know this for sure. But by the sounds of how Geralt was like, oh, nice to see you. I'm guessing that this guy was in like The Witcher 2, maybe The Witcher 1, something like that. Seems to be a returning character. But he was excellent, man. What an awesome character throughout. Really, really liked Regis. I'm not going to spoil what goes on with Regis and stuff, but really enjoyed Regis. Detlaf, he is another one of the vampire in the game. Oh, man. Oh, man. He was, uh, he's a badass. He's kind of a badass. A little crazy, you know what I'm saying? He's a vampire, <clears throat> kind of. I guess this game's bad guy, or this DLC's bad guy. I guess if you, however you want to look at it, you know. Uh, and I really liked Sienna. I think her name is like Sylvia Anna something, but the short form Sienna. Really liked her character, man. Really liked her character. Uh, mm, mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's good shit. She's good shit. Really enjoyed uh, going going oh man that was that was some good shit man and um there is um there are some bosses so uh this is the only time i could say that i could say did i just say that really weird how many times did i just say say anyway there was a hard part in this game and now i don't know if this is because it could have been for a lot of reasons i think maybe it's a little bit on the cheap side but what the late game boss i guess it's kind of the final boss uh damn dude that dude was hard that dude was hard it took me a dozen or so tries to get that some bitch down it's kind of a three-tier fight and uh the second phase of that fight was the part that fucked with me bad man oh that he'll shoot these fucking swarm of bats at you and i struggled mightily getting that consistently down that i can dodge that like honestly i never did all i did that would work consistently was spam the shit out of the out of the x button and just roll roll all over the place and for the most part that seemed to be working uh the camera was fighting me hard in that phase i mean he's flying around the camera wouldn't look up like it just i had to go free range i couldn't lock onto him so there was that going on 
and he would melt my armor, man. He was melting through my health bar. If I got hit by that bat, that was two-thirds of my health bar gone in an instant. And, uh, yeah, he would combo you with some good moves. He had um, an opening where you could shoot him with an arrow if you timed it perfectly. I mean, the, op- the, the window for me was tight. I only got it a couple times. Where you get a small opening while he's diving at you, you can shoot him and he'll hit the ground and you can get some shots in on him. Damn, dude, that second phase was tough as hell. I will, uh, it, once I got it, like, I, I got a good strategy for it, where, uh, patience, patience definitely was a key to that, uh, wait, wait your turn, wait for the opportunity to strike him, and just be patient and defensive, and you should be fine, final part of that fight was pretty good, overall, I enjoyed the fight, the, the atmosphere, everything going on around was gorgeous, especially in the third phase, you really get this fucking taken to a really wild area, really cool, uh, the final phase looked really cool, the boss himself was cool, very cool design, I really liked the design of him, I just got really exhausted fighting it over and over and over again, and going through the cutscene over and over and over again, and not being able to scut to skip whenever he changes into his new form or whatever, couldn't skip that the 12 times it took me to beat him, but yeah, it was pretty decent, I was like, kind of like oh shit this is hard i i almost had to look up what to do like to help me out but I, it's okay i got it down i got it down but uh he's not the only cool enemy man there's some really cool enemies but there are some that really suck so there are some uh in the area the beautiful amazing area there's only one thing that that kind of ruins that area and that are the pixies these fucking these like black shadows basically they appear in immense numbers I, I we're talking like i swear to god like 20 of them surrounded me just whooping my ass i couldn't fucking do anything they were smacking me so there were so many of them and it took so long to sl- uh, slowly clearing them all out like down getting those numbers down fuck those things were annoying i would run through them if i could whenever possible but if i had to fight them i was not impressed about it did not like fighting them they were annoying there's um these giant centipedes that you have to fight uh, a lot of earlier on and whenever you're going into caves and shit guarantee you're going to find these centipedes they're just kind of a pain in the ass to fight another enemy that you kind of have to wait around for them they'll coil up and you have to like back off let them do their shit they'll go underground you got to wait for them to pop up after like five times they fake you out yeah they were annoying they look cool i like the sound that they make they sound like a rattlesnake really cool like them uh black panther's what the there is an overpopulation problem with black panthers in tucson there are so many black panthers they're fucking everywhere they're like passenger pigeons or something everywhere i go wow fucking oh look here comes a black panther fucking all over the place we don't it's and and nowadays people don't even know for sure if black panthers are actually around because no one ever sees the fucking things don't worry go to tucson they're everywhere everywhere oh my god they weren't terrible to fight, but there's just so fucking many of them. Uh, some kind of scary uh, enemies in, in here as well. There's um, this this thing called a white. Oh, my God. I, I met up with one of these things kind of early, and I was like, what the fuck? It's like this terrifying skull creature with this creepy-ass skull face, and it moves around creepy and it's strong as hell. And I was like, ew, ew. I did not want, I did not like that. And I met one later on in the game. It was down in a scary cave and had me cornered, and I was like, ew, I don't like this. I don't like it. There's also this, uh, there's like quite a few kinds of vampires in The Witcher, but there's this one called uh, Alps, something like that. Alps, those little fuckers. Oh my God, they're like fast as hell, teleporting all over the place, fucking really hard to keep up with. 
sucking your blood and honestly they're a little terrifying as well i did not like them they were they were kind of freaky and um ooh, there's a couple of cool ones um what there's this one that looked like i don't know it was like a mixture i don't know Geralt called had a good it was like a mixture of a fucking mole and like i don't know a dragon or something they're kind of cute they're like they're kind of like a giant sand shrew like the pokemon kind of something like that they were a little bit annoying to fight as well Uh, another one of those armored enemies where you kind of have to hit them in the right place but i thought the design of those things were really fucking cool uh there's this thing called um a slizard oh man that thing was fucking cool to fight too kind of like a basically a dragon like a smaller dragon breathing fire and shit oh man that thing was cool and that's not even like there's a lot of different enemies man like there's a good handful more and um a few boss fights i mean you start you fight out you start the the dlc fighting this giant uh right off of the beginning and that was a ton of fun like you got like all these people kind of join in and fight with you that was a really cool boss fight great introduction to the dlc like not only are you fighting this massive new creature but you're in this beautiful new area like you're fighting it in a beautiful farm like you're like oh the vistas and then you get crushed by a giant fucking tree stump or something but the vistas amazing uh but there's another uh kind of a giant dude you fight in in that amazing incredible area uh you will be blown away at what you're fighting exactly and everything that's going around just trust me on this one i cannot spoil this for you you have to you have to experience this please uh you get up there you fight this boss he's um uh really cool man the the environment that you're fighting him in is really cool i really like the way that he's using the environment you'll like dive into it and you'll pop back out oh man the fight itself wasn't like overly challenging or like all that impressive like mechanically or anything but visually i was like oh my god dude i am creaming like a cream pie over here it's fucking outrageous how beautiful it is uh so you cut all that shit going on um lots of really good quests there's this other oh my god dude there's so fucking many quests um in on in tucson you'll notice there's like kind of this island kind of isolated all alone in the middle and there's a quest that happens there fucking go there and do it it is so fucking cool so awesome what goes down there not gonna tell you what just go there and experience it fucking sweet i wish i went there a little bit earlier i kind of waited but i mean it doesn't really matter it was just really fucking cool really awesome spot uh late game quest lots okay we did that um oh dude there's a there's a dude who paints your portrait and you get to kind of decide how you get painted and uh yes it is exactly as awesome as that sounds i made Geralt do the most outrageous pose and oh fuck yeah you know that bitch is hanging up in my room in corvo bianco because that picture is amazing i think i do believe i took a picture of it i don't i didn't post it online or anything but i took a picture of it for me personally so that i may stare at it because it's fantastic really like that uh other shit man there's so many good quests great balls of granite was so fucking funny you're hunting down these very very important pieces of art oh yeah and i believe that's that'll lead you down to getting your portrait painted but oh my god that shit was so good so freaking good man i um yeah that's um pretty much everything that i think i can talk about with the witcher 3 it it is um without question one of the most enjoyable uh 
open world games that I've ever played. This is definitely going to do some damage for for games in the future for me. Now the bar is getting set so high with these incredible games like Elden Ring and Spider-Man. And yeah, man, Witcher is right up there with one of the better, best open world RPG games that I've ever played. Um, I, I, I think we should talk about... Oh my God, I didn't even talk about the music yet. Oh my goodness, I'm an idiot. So the music so you might have heard a little bit at the beginning i oh so the music in the witcher is top notch unbelievable music all throughout but this is another fucking level man the music in blood and wine i loved it so much i never thought that i would love accordion the way that i loved it in in this dlc i mean that is one annoying ass interest instrument but oh it's one of my favorite tunes i, I put it at the beginning I believe that's a, an accordion. I hope it is because they crushed it. It's fucking awesome. The music is so freaking good, man. Like all around, but like I said, another another tier up uh, in terms of this Blood and Wine DLC. The music is oh, so good. So freaking good. I really str- I honestly am struggling to choose. Like I I wish I could I I would I should probably put more music in throughout. I kind of just like to put it in at the beginning and the end because well, it's easiest to do it that way. If I'm throwing music in in the middle and then I got to like, you know, that's like a whole lot of extra work and like eh eh don't want to do that. But anyway, uh yeah, struggling hard to uh, choose uh to uh, there's so much good music. Like I would recommend yo just go on Spotify or whatever, just look up The Witcher 3 music and just fucking sit back smoke a joint or something and just enjoy yourself you'll you'll thank me later i I don't worry about it don't worry about you're welcome you're welcome and on top of that the the voice acting i got it oh my god man everybody everybody npcs fucking the horses the the sound effects everything top notch voice acting was amazing i mean damn dude Geralt Geralt is I've said in the last one he's one of my favorite characters now of all time I fucking love that dude and the supporting cast all around him so many good characters like I named off some of the new ones there's I there's not many characters that I'd say I didn't like and and when they make a character that you're not supposed to like they do it in the right way like they're they're making you not like them for well they're not just because they're annoying and they say really annoying shit it's like no because they do shit that makes your blood boil and you want to take them out they they yes they did such a good job with the characters in this game man i i cherish a lot of these characters oh man these characters are so fucking cool man you're gonna like them you're gonna like them if you play it trust me you're gonna dig it uh the voice acting beautifully done beautifully done and sometimes man I can't even, like, I was trying to sit there last night while I was, or just a while ago when I was rolling credits and just trying to, trying to fathom the amount of time and effort that was put into this game on the voice acting alone. There is so much dialogue in this game. There is so much attention to detail in this game, not just in voice acting, I mean, all throughout. I mean, the amount of work that must have been put into this game, dude, I can't even imagine it. And it was, it it is worth your time absolutely worth your time they crafted a beautiful world here with a beautiful story beautiful characters i mean so much beauty in this game but this game is not without its 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 flaws though so let's quickly just kind of go through the whole entirety of the overall cons and pros of this game and then i will score the witcher 3 complete edition because that's how i played it i played it complete so the full package will be the way we grade this game 
So some of the things I felt overall in this game that were not fantastic were the my biggest sticking point was the world traversal. What do I mean by that is just riding around on Roach. Way too many times did that just cause issues. I would run into things constantly uh, that would completely stop all my momentum, and then you got to restart everything. You're like, oh my god, like if you would just fucking listen to me sometimes, Roach. Crossing a bridge, forget about it. You're almost guaranteed that horse is going to stop dead and fucking freak out because it's a bridge. Oh, so annoying. Like, it's a game like Spider-Man that really ruined traversal in a lot of open world games. I mean, Spider-Man is... That's almost the best part of the game. If not the best part of the game is just fucking traveling in it. Just slinging the web around. And yeah, The Witcher 3 was not a good time. Uh, It never... I never really got comfortable with it. I got, you know, Roach and I... A lot, of, a lot of the times, man, if shit got, like, if there's elevation changes, tight turns and shit, I'd more than likely would just get off the damn horse and just run myself because it would just be easier in the end and probably quicker. Now, Roach does definitely flourish in open areas. I love the mechanic of uh, getting locked onto the path. The only problem is it would be a lot better if it would lock onto the path that you've set, not just whatever fucking path it decides to lock onto. So that was a problem. I love that idea. Just doesn't quite work the way you want it to. So traversal for me was a big problem throughout the whole game. It was a constant issue. Constantly would be like, oh, like that would happen a lot, man. It really did. And it's a shame because uh, it's not, It take. it's definitely damaging to the game for for overall point wise this is a big sticking point for me because it was constant for every hour that i played of this game that would be something that would annoy me every every time without flaw so without flaw um another thing was the enemy lock on not as overall uh annoying consistently that the traversal was um mostly this would come down to it would get really bad if there's a lot of enemies like Say, for example, if you're swarmed by 30 fucking pixies in an area, really a pain in the ass to try and handle all of that when the targeting system has, like, it just, it's random. It'll, it'll just select random people. It seems to switch off of who you're targeted onto. It'll pick a random fucking person. Now you just missed your sword attack and that would lead to frustrations and me getting hit when I didn't, when I probably shouldn't have. So yes, uh, the, the lock on could get really annoying uh, it really didn't do me a lot of favors in the final boss fight where, especially in the third phase where I had to lock on to certain things and it was not cooperating with me. I was trying my hardest to, I was like, please just let me lock onto this thing. And I was like, no, this thing. I'm like, fuck and God damn it. In the second phase, I just gave up on the targeting system. I had to go free range because it was just not working flat out, not working. I couldn't see the enemy. I couldn't see what I was doing because the camera wouldn't go up high enough. So yeah, we had, I had some combat issues, camera issues, um, uh, bad enough to take a hit on the score, but it definitely isn't game breaking bad, but definitely annoying and noticeable all throughout, uh, graphical issues. Like I said, you got your classic pop-ins and the background flickering. You got some crashes. Uh, like I said, it comes with the territory with a game this big. I think, uh, definitely nowhere on the near levels like cyberpunk bad. It's very, very manageable. And like I said, uh, the crashing really improved. I basically, I would say the last 30 hours or so of the game that I played, I would say it was crash free. I do not recall a single crash. Now I had crashes on base game DLC wise did really didn't have a problem there. 
yes, uh, pop-ins, all that stuff, pretty, um, it happens throughout the game, not really badly, mostly in like far backgrounds and consistently in the inventory menu system. There's always some kind of flickering going on in the top corner. Don't know if that's my TV's fault or if that's the game, but it was a consistent problem throughout that I didn't have with any other game I was playing at the time. So there's that. And um, yeah, just, just this one's a little nitpick, but everything was so goddamn expensive in the DLC. Holy fuck. Like really like, Yep, it really definitely encourages you to go out and get more money, which I really didn't need all that much motivation to do. I think maybe you could turn down the prices of some shit just a little bit. That would be cool. Like, oh my god, I would say maybe all in to get that Grandmaster Witcher gear until you're probably well over 100,000 coin, like easily. I mean, just to create the one piece of it, just the chess piece was 4,000 just to craft the motherfucking thing. Not not including all the special crafting components that I needed to get and upgrading it just to higher levels just so I can get it to Grandmaster. Cost of fortune. So that was, I mean, they could kind of tone back on that a little bit. That would have been better. Or, I mean, most of the quests, they pay out pretty well, but there was still a handful of quests I was getting like 100 coin. I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do with 100 coin? That's dick. That's absolutely dick. So there was that. And yeah, man, that's pretty much all I have a problem with with the game. None of it was game-breaking, but biggest problem for me was the world tra traversal. It was quite annoying throughout the whole entire game. Now, some of the amazing things that this game did, I mean, fucking... You name it, beautiful story, beautiful world, incredible characters and development... Uh, excellent main quests and side quests that are just as good, which is rare in these games. It's rather one or the other. You got like a really good main quest with shitty fetch em side quests, or you got some really good side quests with that not so good of a main quest. I'm looking at you, Skyrim. And uh, this game nailed both. I loved both. I loved doing side quests. I loved doing the main quest. Both of them were excellent. Music. Oh my god, the music all throughout the game. Incredible. Some amazing music. I love it. I, I I don't know if it's not really necessarily something that I'm going to jingle or anything. Like, I'm not really singing Witcher tunes around my house or anything. But, oh, when I hear them, I get the chills. I know exactly where I was, like, in, that, in the game. Like, oh, it's very iconic uh, for the game. It's really, really good shit. Enemy variety throughout the game. So many types of enemies to fight. So many creatures. So much creativity. The designs of them are really fucking cool. Could have gone for maybe a few more boss fights. I I, I like a good boss fight. Could have had. I could have. I could have been. I could have went for more. That would have been fine. I mean, the amount that they had was okay. Um, Gwent was amazing. I loved Gwent. One of the coolest, funnest side things, side distractions in this game that arguably could be its own thing and i think maybe even is i have no idea but it's fucking awesome i loved it love love gwent literally saving it for last because i love it that much i'm like i gotta say i gotta save this for last this is the good shit right here so that that's saying a lot for gwent i mean dlc some of the best dlc i've ever played and i would say that blood and wine is the best part about the witcher as a whole package that that dlc was so good it just, it made everything that the base game Witcher did even better. Made just, ugh, so good. So fucking good. Blew me away. Absolutely blew me away. Uh, I, oh, man. Just so much good shit, man. So with all that said and done, I want to score the Witcher overall at a 10. 
a 9 out of 10. So it may not be the highest score that maybe everybody thought thinks it deserves. It's not a 10. Can't give it a 10. I mean, though, like I said, it has those things about it that are, are bad. But I would have to say, though, honest, honest, I played a ton of open world RPGs. And I imagine you have, too, because pretty much every game nowadays is an open world RPG. But this is, bar none, one of the best RPGs I've ever played in terms of characters one of the best groups of characters ever if not my favorite group of characters in an RPG and that's including like Final Fantasy all that shit I love these characters the music unfucking believable one of the some of the best music in an RPG storyline was excellent for an RPG I tend to struggle with RPGs because the game is so long to stay engaged uh, excuse me with the main storylines but witcher does a beautiful job at constantly not constantly but reminding you what's going on in the story if you have a a loading screen or a fast travel or you're just booting up the game and you're just starting it and it'll remind you what's kind of what's going on with the story really appreciated it it was short it was sweet uh when they do those reminders not like really long fucking cutscenes or anything no short sweet reminders lets you know what's going on the 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 quest menu like the amount the details that they tell you of the quest are actually excellent i actually found myself reading shit like willingly wanting to in the witcher which is incredible i hate reading shit in rpgs we're like here read this whole fucking book for some reason it's like they have that in the witcher don't you can read books and shit but there's like a lot of really good reading rewarding reading in the witcher which is fucking wild to me uh god what else can i say about it i mean top level voice acting Geralt is one of the best characters i've ever uh, got the chance the opportunity to play as i fucking love that guy um the only thing that the witcher could improve on is overall combat it's not bad but i mean it's it's nothing compared to elden ring i mean elden ring kind of they're kind of the opposite spectrums right so elden ring thrives in its amazing satisfying gameplay and combat systems and and maybe doesn't do you know the way i would want to in storytelling and all that stuff and maybe uh there's great characters in elden ring and stuff like that but the way that you get to interact with them in the witcher is just on another level so uh in terms of what kind of rbg if you're looking for if you're looking for one that has a very very solid uh combat and um mechanics and stuff like that but has a s tier level story and character development you're looking at the witcher 3 if you want an rpg open world rpg that is s tier level combat satisfying boss fights incredibly just fun world to explore but maybe story is a little bit of the back burner for you or i mean elden ring if you dive deep into it it's got it a very very deep story you just got to hunt for it a little bit that's all but if you just want to sit there and have a beautiful fun story told to you the witcher is more your game but if you want a little bit more challenge a little more depth and satisfaction out of your rpg's combat i would go to elden ring overall i enjoyed elden ring more but damn dude witcher was i can't believe how close it got in in terms of the game is older than elden ring elden ring has a lot of you know time and you know um 
just other games to build off of, right? And Witcher was one of the earlier ones. And fuck, does it ever stand up? You can absolutely, absolutely play it still today. It's not a very old game, and it just—I would highly recommend you check it out on the on PS5 or the newest console because it ran great for me. The load times were barely non-existent. Uh, yeah, I definitely loved my experience on PS5. It was excellent. I had a blast playing this game. I'm not done with it yet. It's a very beefy RPG, no doubts, where I'm clocking in at about 120 hours total right now with hours and hours more of Gwent in sight. I still have Witcher gear to go out and find, and yeah, some other things to go up and clean up, but easily you can get well over 100 hours in your RPG. That may not be everybody's cup of tea right now, but if you're in the mood for a big RPG and you haven't played this one, yes just yes do it just do it you know it 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 took now i'll admit like i said this game it did not click with me right away it didn't click with me back when it came out didn't click with me a couple years later when i tried it again but when it came out on ps5 this time it clicked and i fucking loved it loved every minute of the witchers fantastic game nine out of ten it's got it's got problems but damn when it in the areas that it thrives it's one of the best in its class if not the best it could i could uh, willingly have a, a solid argument for that no doubt great story great characters Geralt i love you Geralt whatever the hell you want to be called i cannot wait for Witcher 4 if whenever that day comes if we're going to get that i don't care I'm now very interested to go ahead and watch that The Witcher shows. Uh, I believe there's like an origin story one on Netflix and The Witcher show, so I'm dying to go ahead and watch those now because I'm all in on The Witcher. Uh, just fucking, what do you call it? The the world of The Witcher now. I'm all in. That shit is awesome. And uh, yeah, dude, I highly, highly recommend you go check out The Witcher. Just make sure you're in the mood for it. That's all I can say. Just make sure you're in the mood. Know exactly what you're getting yourself into. You're getting yourself into a massive, very big game and stick with it, man. Don't don't let your, your uh, mind go too far away. Like make this, if you're playing this game, make this your big game. Like you can have a little side game on the side like I did, but don't go there and play like, have the witcher and then be playing like a a horizon forbidden west on the side like those are two big beefy games and this game deserves your time trust me you'll you'll be glad you played it like i did and that's my review for the witcher 3 finally complete edition so if you happen for some reason to listen to this part first you can go back and listen to the first part where i talk about the base game and oh my god man i i'm you know a little sad that it's almost over with me and the witcher but you know, that's when you know you had yourself a really fantastic experience when you're a little bit sad that it's coming to an end. And I mean, that happens to me with a lot of games, sadly, but um, I enjoyed my time so much with The Witcher. And like I said, highly recommend it. If you go check it out, if you have played it, let me know. Fucking message me, hit me up, do whatever you want. Let's talk about The Witcher. What was your favorite quests? What was your weapon? What was your favorite fucking magic attack to use i was a quen guy and and ard i love those that combo oh baby all day and um yeah dude as always uh thank you so much for listening i'm sorry it is monday but you guys will make it hope you had a good weekend like i did and um keep your nose clean go play the witcher 3 and go check out the links down below you can check out my youtube channel gamer gx videos five episodes over there per week and uh, right now i'm playing the wolf among us so you can go over there and check that out just finished up until dawn not that long ago that was a really good time 
hella go check it out i don't know why i just said hella for no reason go check me out on twitter all links down below okay so again we will be back on wednesday with the hockey cast go back listen to any of the previous gamer or a GX Gamer Cast, they're all there for you. I don't shy away from. I I I talk about anything when it comes to video games. So uh, I got episodes on old games, new games, fucking current games, 360 games, you name it, man. I just love video games. I love wrestling and I love hockey. So if you love those three things, this is the podcast for you to follow and share with all your friends and all that great shit. All right, I'm gonna throw on some Witcher music and I'm gonna get the hell out of here. You guys enjoy your weekend and uh, go play some Witcher. Trust me, you'll love it.